Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Christina Lacure. How are you, Christina? <laughs> I'm good. How are yeah, you? I know we were trying to practice the last day, right? <laughs> it's a tough well, one for sure. No, it's, it's great. It's great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Happy to do so. That's great. Um, you know what? I always like to kind of allow the guests to introduce themselves in their own words, what all amazing stuff that you're involved with. And we'll take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Christina Lecure. I go by B Christina on social media, B-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, because I encourage every person to just be themselves, who they were created to be. Um, I'm a confidence and success coach. I'm a former professional golfer. I played uh, professional golf, college golf, all the things before transitioning into helping people truly live a life of purpose and passion and make a profit doing it. That's awesome. So golf, eh? Yeah. How did you how did you get into into that? Are you Canadian, by the way? Yes, that's why I said hey. Oh, I was about to say. So I'm originally from Canada. I was like, wow, I picked up on that. Oh, really? Where? From I am. I'm originally from Edmonton, Alberta. Oh wow. So I'm in uh Whitby, Ontario. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm originally from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I uh grew up there. I lived there until I was 21, I moved on to Arkansas uh, in 2002 I, to play college golf and wow. uh, been been here ever since. I cannot believe it's going to be 19 years. I don't feel that's that amazing. old, but apparently I am if you do the math. <laughs> no, that's, well, you know what? That's, that's no, no, no worries. Age is just a number. So yeah. about, so I kind of got the story now. So that's how you got into golf. Yeah, I grew up on I grew up in Edmonton. My dad and my uncles all yeah. played professional hockey and then from there they played uh golf and my dad was in the golf industry while I was a young kid my both of my brothers started playing while they were wow. basically in diapers but i actually didn't <laughs> take up the sport until i was about 18 years old i got really good really fast and then i went to college like i said at 21 to play That's college golf amazing how was that it was a wonderful experience. Um, the first year was definitely hard. Uh, let me tell you, there's a big difference between Edmonton and Arkansas. <laughs> a very big difference. My first year, I really didn't like it, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, like I said, I've been down here 19 years now and I wouldn't live anywhere else. I absolutely, I'm an American citizen now. I'm oh, super amazing. blessed. I love it. I love it here. Um, my blood is extremely thin. There's no way I could make it through a Canadian winter, let alone oh. a Canadian weekend so uh it's all good that's awesome but you still have family here right i do both of my brothers live in canada my parents uh part-time and my uh grandparents are up there so yeah i definitely have uh canadian family and uh, friends up there but i don't really spend a ton of time up there anymore but do they visit you they do that's this past awesome. year has been a, a difficult yeah, season but hopefully hopefully we'll get them down here a little bit more full-time that's awesome. That'd be great. Yeah. And then, but do you still play golf or? I play golf for fun. I call it yeah. my old man money games. I'm a member <laughs> at like, I feel like every country club imaginable, um, but I'm very blessed. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm the greatest member ever. I pay my dues and I rarely show up. Um, <laughs> but uh, I play uh, now that it's springtime. So it's a beautiful week here. I don't know when this will air, but we're feeling the beginning of spring down here. It's about 70 degrees every day this week. So I'm going to try to get out. I try to play at least once a week. I obviously, you know, um, 
when it was my career, when it was my job, when it was, you know, how I was paying for school, I was, I practiced all day, every day, it felt like. And so now I just, you know, only play like about once a week and I go try to take a couple hundred bucks from the old guys at the country club. And it makes me super, super happy. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how did, how did you get into, into speaking? Yeah, really good story. So I kind of going back a little bit, um, So when I I always talk about when I was 18 years old, two things happened to me. I got really good looking and I got really good at golf. And it's (laughs) kind of funny. Uh, A lot of people would look at that and be like, oh, that's amazing. But for me, actually, it was um, a turning point in my life. I kind of was just, you know, a normal person before that didn't have much attention. And then all of a sudden, like I said, those two things happened to me when I was about 18 and kind of put me on a bit of a downward spiral in the fact that I became addicted to the external validation. I became addicted Mm. to the Atta girls. I became addicted to like, you're so pretty, you're so rich, you're, or you're so skinny, you're so this, you're so good, you're so yeah. all the things. And I just really felt like I needed to be skinnier, like more attractive, better at golf, you know, mm. get the next title, get the next mm. thing. And it really was a difficult time for me. And I, you know, I experienced an eating disorder. I really didn't like myself. And it was about a 10 year period until I was about 27, 28. I realized that you know, the only really thing in the world that could change was me. The circumstances couldn't change. Certain things around me couldn't change, but I could change. And so I really dove into self-development about, you know, I guess it would be 10 or 11 years now. And to try to change myself, to try to make myself happy because Mm -hmm. externally I had everything that everyone could possibly imagine, but internally I was, you know, a big hot mess. Mm -hmm. Um, Am I allowed to custom this podcast, by the way? Probably not. Nobody ever does, but if you want to do No problem. You (laughs) obviously didn't do your homework Um, I don't know if I've ever recorded it's free though it's free you know you're free there's no No. restrictions so I used to do television I never once cussed on television but for those of you who listen to my podcast decide it's your turn uh that is free reign but no I um I actually uh dove into self-development I really you know read every book listened to every podcast and I started hiring every coach I went to therapy I joined masterminds I did all sorts of things and slowly but surely my life really started to change people around me started to change people started to notice that I was actually becoming a very happy successful confident human being and wanted to know how I was able to do that thus how my business was created helping people step into their purpose confidently and successfully and so that's really how the whole speaking really started and that's how the coaching started and the podcast and all of the things that I've so fortunately been able to create. Oh, so you just basically from whatever experiences you've went through and whatever development you actually achieve, you're just sharing that with everyone else through coaching, speaking and all the other business. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I I truly do believe that it's very rare. I've been, I've been in the industry for about five years now and there has never been one time that people ask what certificate I have. They ask, can you get me from A to B? And as long as you can get a person from A to B, you absolutely have the ability to, um, you know, coach someone through the circumstance. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have a, a, a portion of your life where you were in the corporate World? Absolutely. Yeah. I did. So before I got into this part, I was hosting corporate and charity golf events. So basically what that meant was clients were hiring me. I called myself a human connection specialist. So basically I happened to be, I, I called it the trifecta as well. So I, I happened to be three things. I had a, a very good personality and being able to connect with people and encouraging human connection, I think is the number one, most valuable, you know, 
asset we could all possibly have. I think, you know, nowadays with our phones and social media and everyone being online, I, I think the human connection aspect is not as up at the top, up at the forefront, but I believe it have to come back because at the human beings core connection with other human beings is like the most important thing ever. So mm-hmm. I basically was hired by clients and corporations and charities and all the things to connect with other human beings via the golf course. And I looked a certain way, which didn't hurt. And I was able to play golf pretty good. So that didn't hurt as well. But overall, those three aspects created a really good, successful um, business. I, you know, I was doing good six figures um, on the on the golf course. You know, people used to pay me five figures a day to come out and play golf with clients and, you know, sunshine playing the best golf courses in the world, connecting with other humans wasn't a bad gig. Yeah, it's a perfect combo. You know, yeah. and, and especially nowadays, like human connection is so important. You know, it's just especially being in a virtual world. Um, and then that's probably part of your coaching as well to get people more humanized. Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, really what I help people do is step into their purpose confidently. Uh, A lot of people in this world don't believe that they are confident, don't believe that they are worthy. You know, I think a lot of times it comes down to that as well. A lot of people don't believe that they're worthy to do something. You know, they compare themselves to, you know, Karen on the internet who's doing something or, you know, I have a lot of male clients as well, but you look at, you know, almost like (laughs) call it the big dick competition, right? Like that guy's doing that guy thing, that guy's doing that thing. And it's like, who's got the bigger one. And I, I really believe that when a person knows that they are worthy or a person is confident in themselves, you don't have to compare yourself because you will, you know, that, you know, that, you know, like, I know that I know I'm really damn good at what I'm doing. And if I keep taking the actions and keep making the decisions, I'm going to be exactly where I need to be. And I, I really help people hone into that and step into that because, you know, it's almost like blocking out the noise, right? You you cannot be your best version if you're always trying to be someone else. Yeah, and that's a lot of people are actually suffering from that too, right? Especially with the media, we're always trying to in business as well. We're always saying, okay, that guy's in the same industry, same product. Look at this guy, like the way he walks, the way he's doing that, the way he's talking. I have to do the same, and then when they try it, it doesn't come off natural, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no, there's, if I, if I was trying to be Oprah, if I was trying to be, you know, whomever it is, that's most successful in the industry, whatever it is, I would, I would be, you know, letting others down. I believe every single human is born with a purpose. And I also believe it's our responsibility. That's right. I believe it's your responsibility to live that fully. My job is to be me, to be Christina, hence my, you know, social name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, the purpose is everything. So yeah. can you h- help us understand how you find someone's purpose? Because that, you know, the purpose, vision, goal, basically that, that overall view of a human being, that finding that purpose is sometimes difficult for people, right? So is there any kind of recommendations you have that how you help people find that purpose? Yeah, absolutely. I kind of look at it three ways. So what is something like if you're thinking about, oh gosh, what is my purpose? What is my passion? Number one, what is the thing that you absolutely get fired up and excited about? You know, veins pop out of my neck. I act like a crazy person every time I get to do what I do. So like, that's number one, like what fires you up? Number two, like, what is it that you would do for free? Oftentimes people stop themselves from doing the thing that they absolutely need to be doing on this planet because they don't, they look so far down the road on how it will monetize that they stop themselves from doing the damn thing. You know, when I first started my coaching business, 
you know, five years ago, I had no idea how it was going to monetize. I just knew that I knew that I knew that I had to help other human beings go from where I was to where I am now. I didn't know how it was going to monetize. I didn't know that I would have five employees and, you know, have a half a million dollar business and all the things that we're doing and doing all of the amazing, great between the podcast and the coaching, the speaking and all of the things. I didn't know that back then. I just had to be willing to take one step after the other and watch how it monetized. And then the third thing that I would say is finding that, like, what injustice do you see in the world? Like, what is the thing that like literally pisses you off more than anything? And that usually has to do with your purpose or what is that thing that you like really want to change? And for me, I absolutely hate when people are not confident enough to step into their purpose. Like I never want another human being not to chase that goal, dream, ambition, business, whatever the hell it is, because they're not confident enough to do it. And I don't care if it's like, I use this example quite often, but like if you have a passion for like baking cookies and you literally cry because you're so freaking excited that every single day you get to bake cookies, well, bake the damn cookies and don't worry if like it's going to turn into like you know the number one cookie company in the world because you have to be willing to start you don't have to know every step on what it's going to take to become the best and don't focus on the how just do it yes absolutely yeah and if anyone is listening to this working in a job thinking about business you have to listen to christina here <laughs> she has some amazing amazing points you know like because there's so many people in the nine to five they're they have so much stuff going on inside them but they're just restricted by outside circumstances holding themselves back not following their purpose or their dreams you know so whatever you're saying is is hitting home to those people hopefully yeah, I know it is. It, you know, it hits home to so many people and don't look at it as it has to be all or nothing. You know, mm. before my coaching practice, like became enough to be able to like actually sustain myself on it. I was still working the golf industry. It started off as like 95, 5%. And then it went to like 70, 30, and then it went to 60, 40. And then there becomes a time it's either like that time inside you, or it becomes like the time financially where you can go, okay, I have to let go of this piece in order to really make that next piece grow. But you know, oftentimes too, mm -hmm. it's like, guess what? Sometimes your job is not going to be your purpose, but guess what? We all have to pay our freaking bills. Right? So I think it's the same thing. Like you can do the job. You don't have to hate it, but you could also do the thing that sets your soul on fire and it doesn't actually have to monetize. But if you absolutely love it, you are doing this world and other people and yourself the biggest disservice ever by not actually mm -hmm. stepping into that. That's a great point. I want to ask you, what has been your biggest failure? in the last year and why do you think that happened? Oh gosh, just in the last year. Um, I've had so many failures. I think failures is like the best thing ever. Just, you know, it's I, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. That's why I'm interested to know, like in the last year, what was yeah. that one thing? Yeah. Oh gosh, in the last year, which is so crazy. I've, I feel like the last year has just been such a blessing during COVID. Oh, actually, I think COVID has been like the greatest Same time here. ever. Same yeah, here, like yeah. totally. Like, and I've never felt bad about that for one second because mm -hmm. I believe if, you know, when someone's succeeding and I want people to know this, like just because mm -hmm. other people are not thriving doesn't mean that you shouldn't because it's just, uh, it just shows people that there's an option to thrive. Mm -hmm. Um, 
when a lot of people aren't. But over the last year, I think one of the things that I probably would have done differently is I would have doubled down even more. I think I doubled down in my business. I think I doubled down on um, my integrity. I think I doubled down on my output to serve really big, but I think I probably could have done it a little bit bigger by, you know, hiring faster and, you know, um, just for me, one of the things that I do now is the minute I think about it, I just implement it. I'm like, there's no Mm. wrong decision, right? There's no wrong decision. But I think I've learned that a little bit more over the last year and perhaps like waiting, like we should have implemented something wrong, something quicker, or we should have, you know, hired on a couple more team members in order to make it possible quicker. So that's probably something that I would have done differently over the last year. Um, a, A personal decision that I probably would have changed is I would have probably gone to Canada quicker before um, the the lockdowns Mm. happened just to see my family a couple more times before Mm -hmm. it really got strict in Canada. Mm -hmm. That's probably something that I would have changed had I known how strict Canada was going to become. Yeah, that's, uh, I heard that from someone else too. And they were saying the same thing. They had family that they can't visit because of all this. Um, It's unfortunate, you know, but obviously you don't want to dwell on the past, but you know, good things are coming. Vaccinations are out, you know, before you know it, everything will be back to normal. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Another thing that you mentioned, I've noticed a few times is about the action, is about the doing. Um, You know, a lot of people fall into the mindset training and the mindset component, and they get so uh, involved because it's a very beautiful topic because you're learning about yourself, you know, and it's bringing that, like you say, that confidence out. Um, When you're learning so much, I find that they get so in tune with the mindset, they stop even considering the doing part they just think it's magic after that right but (laughs) but like it's such a great point that the focus that you had in this conversation overall is the doing yes mindset confidence but you do go out and do it oh my gosh a hundred million percent i love Mm. that you brought that up because Mm. i think so many people in the beginning of their mindset journey of the Mm. beginning of their journey to realizing that they have the power to change their life yeah you have you, you have the power to change your mind you have the power to change your life i think so many people are in the consuming mode and you know i think everyone's guilty of it in the beginning because they're just like oh my god let me learn all the yeah, things, I love right? It. I love it. This is like I love cocaine. Me. Like, yes, exactly. Yes. Like, I don't know. That's to me. Like I stopped like all kinds of bad habits. Yeah. Sorry, when I learned it, because you just don't find any pleasure anymore. It just didn't really arouse me. It didn't care. I didn't care much for it. And it is the beauty in that mindset training when you learn about yourself is so powerful. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah. I think it's it's so beautiful. Like you be in the beginning, you just become yeah. like a sponge. Oh. You're soaking it all in. You think it's like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and it yeah. really is but then there becomes this like point and it's so interesting like one of the questions i always get in the last you know ever like the whole time that i've been doing this like what is your favorite book or what is your favorite podcast or what is your favorite thing and i'll be honest i probably read like two books in the last two years like there there i literally there is a point in time where the consuming has to stop Mm -hmm. and it has to be more of like what is already inside of you because i i tell all my clients this my job as a coach is to do is to give you is to give you nothing my job is to hold you accountable consistent motivated Mm -hmm. and confident Mm -hmm. to do the thing but 
but my whole brand is based on decision, faith, and action. You make a decision, you have the faith that it's going to like, I don't, for me, it's God, but I don't care if it's doorknob source mm-hmm. universe for you, whatever, yep. whatever you, you so choose. Mm-hmm. And then you take the action decision, mm-hmm. faith, and action are the three things that will absolutely change your life. It is so true. I agree 110%. Um, we always like to ask our guests what their inner superpower is that got you to this point, what mm, you feel I, that is. I love it. I think mm. three things. I think my integrity, number one. Number two, my vulnerability. And number three, the fact that I care so much. Um, all three of those can kind of be a bit of like, you know, that double-edged sword. Maybe not the integrity part. Composite, maybe. It's a composite yeah. of all three. <laughs> exactly. But those three things have probably um, been biggest keys to my success, I think. That's awesome. That's awesome. Another one last question I wanted to ask is, yeah. what's your morning routine? Oh, I love that. That's a yeah. really good question. I think a lot of people ask that when it comes mm-hmm. to like the mindset stuff. Yeah. Um, I always like to preface it like kind of with that like little asterisk that morning routines don't have to look the same for some. Sometimes mm-hmm. morning routines can look like I have like unbelievably successful clients doing millions of dollars that literally have a morning routine that most people wouldn't think is, you know, mindset savvy, but it works for them. Um, I think a morning routine just has to be whatever gets you in the best frame of mind. And some Sometimes for people, you can scroll your phone in the morning. It doesn't fuck with you at all, or doesn't screw with it's you okay, at all. It's okay. No, 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 it's okay. Go ahead. We, don't, we didn't go out and look for people that yeah. can't handle swearing and then brought okay. them into the podcast. It's like, okay, Super Entrepreneurs Podcast is for you now. Perfect, <laughs> right? perfect. Yeah, yeah, yes, don't worry. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, um, but perfect. I think, yeah. um, but it doesn't mean that you can't look at your phone first thing in the morning. It doesn't mean that you have to do everything a certain way every day. It doesn't mean that it has to take an hour. I think what it means for me is what gets you in the best mindset possible for the day. And my morning routine is like literally like rock solid. Don't have to ever have to think about it just because again, I play the long game with everything and I've been doing it so consistently. But for me, um, my alarm goes off. I don't hit snooze. It's just, I get up anywhere between four and five every single morning. Some people are morning people. Some people aren't. Um, I haven't always been, but for me, it's like just game on. Mm -hmm. Um, I have so many clients that I have to take care of myself in the morning before I can take care of everyone else. So uh, my alarm goes off between four and five. I I do my gratitude before my feet even hit the floor. So Mm -hmm. gratitude while I'm, you know, still in bed laying there just to change my mindset to like all of the magic that is my life. Um, And just so people know, like 90% of the things are things that you have in your life too, which are like the sunrise, a smell of coffee, like a warm bed, Mm -hmm. you know, like the sky is blue, the flowers are blooming, like whatever it is. But I just focus so heavily on everything that is right. um, Because what you focus on is what you find. Um, I, you know, drink two cups of coffee, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I do uh, two journals every morning. Um, I do one with my husband and I, we go back and forth on, uh, it's called Q and a a day. It's a journal. We ask each other a question a day. We've been doing it for 10 years. 
hours. Um, we, I do my morning, my own journal, and then I uh, do social media every single morning. So my followers, my Instagram bubble has never gone dark in four years. So that means that I've created a post every single day. My very first post of every single morning is a devotional that I read. So I do one devotional a year. Um, and then I kind of just give people some inspo, make them laugh, tell them what's, what's happening in the day. And I go work out. And then I pretty much most days it's take clients for about six hours and go for a walk at the end of the day and do it all again. Amazing. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Love that routine. And you have such an amazing point that it really is individual um, mm -hmm. because you'll hear people, okay, yeah, I like to read a page of a book. It puts me in the right frame of mind. I'm up to, I'm, I'm all fired up for the day, or it could be someone writing gratitude. And by the way, gratitude is such a, such a powerful exercise. Like, your life. Oh my God. Like I never, I never knew like I, yeah. I, it just, it just, it just puts that spark in your day. You know what I mean? It just lights it up. Um, and it's, it's, it's definitely something to do with the power that we belong to is when you're grateful, it just gives you that push. It just adds so much beauty. If anybody's not doing it, listen to Christina here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and do it consistently. Like yeah. everything that I do, I do for the long game. You know, people who have been following me for 10 years, people who have only been following me for a year, you know, that like, I am like nothing that I do. And I, I say this so often is that nothing that I do makes me special, except for the fact that I do it consistently, which makes me so special. Amazing. Love it. Love it, Christina. Again, I'm so happy and grateful that you came on the show. You took the time out. Um, and you know, and everybody in the audience, if you have any questions for Christina, all her information will be in the show notes. Uh, get in touch with her. Um, she loves to swear. So if you guys like <laughs> to swear, you just make sure you connect with her. You guys can work together on, on all aspects of it's life. It's a passion. It's a passion. Yes, it's a passion. 100%. 100%. You have a great personality and everything is good. I wish you all the best. And thank you again. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Bye. Thank you.